And, and I know that there's going to be people coming out of the woodworks. That's like, ah, that's not real programming, but it is right. Like you're focusing on the concepts. And, and I think that it's so cool to see him go from scratch to actually typing code and knowing what that code is doing because he's been able to. You're listening to episode number 25 of 20 Minutes Ask Me, where we discuss everything JavaScript related with members from the community. As you know, this episode is hosted by Open Replay, an open source session replay platform for developers. If you'd like to know more, visit openreplay.com. I'm Fernando, your host and frustrated shower singer. And today I'm going to be interviewing Corbin Crutchley, software developer and retro game collector, who's writing a book about learning three different UI frameworks Get this, at the same time, you hear me, according to Corbin, you can learn React, Vue, and Angular at the same time. Want to know more? Let's listen to what Corbin has to say. Welcome to the show, Corbin. Yeah, thanks for having me on. So my name is Corbin Crutchley. Uh, I'm a front-end developer, a senior front-end developer for a medium-sized company right now. Um, and I've been programming for about eight years, uh, done a lot of coding and reacting, your view, you know, anything that's on the front-end, I've probably at least played with it. Um, and uh, yeah, I collect retro video games, so I have uh, a lot of old computers in my house. <laughs> That's an interesting hobby, like expensive one, I guess. It should, oh, yeah. it, it probably is, yeah. <laughs> All right, and you're writing a book. You're writing a book about uh, learning three different frameworks at the same time, and that's that's what we're going to be talking about: uh, learning, learning JavaScript, and learning different frameworks. Leaving aside the details of the book, which we'll cover in the end, you pose the option or the ability to learn three different frameworks, which, at a glance, are very different from each other at the same time. So why do you think that's possible? How do you, how would you see a new developer going through that and say, well, yeah, sure, I can learn three things at the same time. It's not going to be that difficult. Well, so I think it's important to, to highlight really quickly which of the three frameworks we're talking right. about, right? The three frameworks that, that I've chosen to write about is React, Angular, and Vue. Right. Um, there are some newer frameworks that have come out like SolidJS that kind of fit in that same category. Um, I know Svelte does things a little bit differently, but might be fit in the same category. Um, and then there's frameworks like, you know, Marco or um, Quick, right, uh, that that work very differently from those three or four frameworks that I mentioned before. Right. So. One of the reasons why I think that we can talk about these three frameworks um, that I'm writing about as kind of like some level of cohesion between them is because they share a lot of the same fundamental concepts, right? When I was learning how to do programming, I focused really heavily on the code, like like what is an if statement? What does the bracket mean? What does the the curly brace mean, right? And what it, what the difficulty there is that as a self learning self taught developer you end up not focusing on the concepts, right? So like you miss the idea of what a derived value is or even what a lifecycle method really is meant to do. Like what is a side effect and why does it matter, right? So this is why like when learning about frameworks, regardless of where you're learning it from, I like to focus a lot more on the concepts as opposed to the syntax. And that's what, what I'm uh, trying to accomplish by talking about all three of these at the same time is that they share a lot of the same DNA, even if there are nuances and differences between them. All right. Interesting. You're essentially, like you said, you're posing the premise, essentially, that if you focus on concepts, if you focus on 
the logic behind these frameworks and what they do, then the code essentially is secondary. Right. You learn the concepts and then pick up the syntax sec- as a secondary skill. Do you think that this approach could be used somewhere else? I mean, are, have you been through the experience of saying, actually, now that I know this and this language, I understand that I could have gone faster by focusing on the core concepts and then on the syntax? Absolutely. Like as a senior engineer, I found myself being able to context switch from programming language to programming language a lot easier. And I don't mean like JavaScript to TypeScript, right? Like I'm talking Swift to Kotlin to, you know, drastically different languages under the hood, right? Um, And I think it's because I I have developed those core concepts over time. Um, I have a younger brother who's about 16 right now, and he's learning programming. And one of the coolest things that I think has come from like the newer age of learning programming is that he started learning with uh, scratch, right? Which is a yeah. visual GUI method of programming. And, and I know that there's going to be people coming out of the woodworks. That's like, ah, oh, that's not real programming, but it is right. <laughs> like you're focusing yeah. on the concepts. And, and I think that it's so cool to see him go from scratch to actually typing code and knowing what that code is doing because he's been able to focus on those concepts. True. Absolutely. And, and all he has to do is when picking up a new language, say, well, I have a loop. What options do I have to create loops within this language? And then he pick up the, the syntax a lot faster. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. So I'm assuming that is one of the many benefits of learning three things at the same time. But looking at it from a point of view of someone new, someone starting out, is it not a waste of time? to me to learn three different frameworks at the same time if i've already if i were to focus on react for instance am i not like done what's the point on learning a new framework or two other frameworks other than the one i already know if i'm already set and i can build stuff with react for instance one of the things that i like to do when talking about these concepts is to bring up analogies Right. Right. So like taking an analogy to this approach, imagine that you have uh, a painting, right? And you're looking at it from one angle and you, you see the painting and you think you know everything about this painting. And then you turn and look at it from another angle and it turns out it's not a painting, it's a sculpture, right? And the sculpture has way more crevices and nuances and, and like shapes that you've never seen before, right? That's what learning these three or, or even not just these three, but learning different uh, paradigms that are in the same category, right? They help you understand the problem space a lot better because there are nuances, even if they do share some level of DNA, right? Like um, there are chapters that I've had to write that have completely diverged from one framework to another, even though the core concepts are very similar, right? And what that allows you to do is it allows you to understand not just these frameworks at a deeper level, but JavaScript at a deeper level. And even going one step further, the concepts of programming entirely, right? Like React tends to be much more functional paradigms, where Angular tends to be much more object-oriented, right? Both of them have their pros and cons, and when and why you want to use them becomes more evident the more you use each of them. All right, absolutely. I think that the key here is, like you put it, looking at it from a different point of view. Looking at the same problem from a different point of view, it gives you a lot of visibility, absolutely. 
I agree with that. And what kind of timetable are we looking at here? What kind of expectations should a junior developer have in regards to picking up one of these frameworks, if not all three at the same time? Because a lot of, I've seen online a lot of people promising, you know, watch this one hour tutorial and you're going to be a React expert or, you know, follow this thread, you know, this Twitter thread and you're going to have everything you need to work as a front-end developer. What kind of expectations, real expectations, should a new front-end developer have when picking up one of these frameworks? You know, it's funny. I uh, I made a tweet the other day that was something along the lines of like, here's how you can learn JavaScript in one week. And then right. I, I spun it on its head about like, in in uh, Venus, the the world only rotates like a certain <laughs> number. Of, you know, so like one week on Venus is like four years or something. Right, right. <laughs> That's the only way you learn JavaScript and anything really in depth in a week, right? Um, and I think that's true for gardening. That's true for like any skill that you properly want to learn the edges and nuances of. You can't just short skip like like there are resources that can help with that. But true mastery of a skill comes with time and experience and patience. Right. Um, one of the the chapters that I have uh, talks about Angular's this keyword, right, which is actually built into JavaScript. And I, I go off on this short little tangent explaining some of it, and then I lead to resources that like explain a little bit more, right? I remember when I first ran into the keyword and I had read some of those resources. And even after reading them for like rereading them months later and using them in code base, it still took me like a good solid year, two years to fully understand what was happening with this keyword, right? And that's totally okay. We all learn at different speeds and, and we all learn different things at different times, right? So don't feel like my best advice for anyone that's learning programming, right, is don't feel that you're in a rush um, and realize that even people like me who have been in the industry for eight years professionally, like I'm still learning stuff all the time, all the time. Um, and I think that's, you know, one of the things about being a programmer is that you're kind of a lifelong learner. Absolutely. I mean, hey, 20 years here and still loving. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know what you mean. So out of the three frameworks that you cover in the book, which ones do you which one do you th- consider to have the best developer experience? And why is that? Because like you said, I mean, like Angular is very object oriented, React is very um functional now. Um which one do you think uh helps the developer move faster, easier. Um, and um, it's not it's probably not going to just be the way you write code, but also like the environment around it, the community, mm-hmm. the documentation. So mm-hmm. what, what have you seen going through these three frameworks at the same time? You know, I, I'm very cautious when I answer this question, right? What I don't want to, to have happen is like, like, let's say I get really lucky and the book does well, right? And then people hear this and they go, oh, Corbin said that this one is the best. We should only learn this one, right? And then completely miss the point of everything right. else that we've just <laughs> been talking about, right? Um, so I, I before I go much further, I want to preface. I do have preferences, but they are just that, preferences. Yeah. I've built large-scale applications with all three of them, and they're all highly capable of scaling to, to huge environments, right? Um, 
That said, between the three, I personally like View the best. Um, in particular, I think their documentation team is crushing it. Um, their ecosystem is vibrant between things like Vite and Vtest. And I love the fact that you can use their reactivity system outside of components. Um, you, you have things like Pina that allow you to be able to, to keep stores, um, but you don't even need to use Pina if you want to create a global store with Vue. You can do all sorts of really, really powerful things because it uses proxies under the hood. All right. Interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, developer experience is always about preferences. Uh, there is no uh, absolute uh, truth about you know how we go through the code or how you know how fast we can we can write it. But yeah, that nice to at least have the opinion. Uh, on, you know, you've been through all these three frameworks, so it's interesting to to get your your opinion on that. And about that, about the similarities and differences, I mean, clearly they share concepts, like the, the concept of a component. I'm assuming, I'm not an expert in any of the three frameworks, but I'm assuming it, the definition when you leave the code aside uh, is quite similar. What are some of the, like, the biggest differences when it comes to like core concepts between AngularView and React that you had to, like you said, like completely diverge when writing the book? I think the biggest one, uh, it, it depends like which which ones you're comparing, right? So like I think React and Vue are the most similar between the three. And even then, I think things like lifecycle methods are drastically different, right? Like React only has use effect or use layout effect. Um, meanwhile, Vue has, you know, on updated, on unmounted, which are pretty different concepts fundamentally, you know? Um, and then on top of that, like, Angular has a dependency injection that you could, I mean, you could write a whole book just on the dependency injection of Angular alone, right? Meanwhile, Vue and React's dependency injection are significantly simpler, um, or at least have a, a, a less verbose API, right? There are pros and cons to that, uh, but it is a drastic difference between them. All right. And which one would you recommend out of the three for a completely new developer? Would it be also Vue? because of everything you said, or would you recommend one of the other two for, for someone who's brand new, wanting to pick up JavaScript and, and front-end development? You know, it probably would be Vue, um, mostly because, you know, like having one resource is great, but having multiple resources is even better, right? Um, but I find myself recommending React more often simply because there's, you know, it's so ubiquitous with the job market, right? That if you're looking to break into programming, you're, I, I feel like you're more than likely to see success if you're learning React. Um, and then again, you're learning those same core concepts uh, and can apply them to the other frameworks should you choose to. Right. As long as you focus on the concepts, then you're, mm -hmm. you're good. Whatever you, you go with first. And you kind of touch on this at the beginning, but what happens to the other frameworks like Svelte, Preact, and Solid, and so on? I mean, did you leave them aside because they fit already within like these the categories of uh, these three frameworks that you picked, or is did you leave them as out because they're completely different and it makes no sense to cover them at the same time? So. The biggest reason why I left them out is simply because I had to limit scope, right? 
Um, right. Even working with three frameworks, it's such a challenge to sit there and write code samples from one to another to make it match and, you know, find the nuances between them. Um, and it's been a fun challenge, but it it definitely takes me a lot longer to write a chapter with all three in mind than if I was just writing a book about React Angular and Vue. Right. Not saying that that's simple on its own, right? Um, but that doesn't mean that this book ends once I, I finish the first version, right? I do plan on creating a second version and I would love to include Svelte. I'd love to include solid JS. I'd love to include preact, you know? Um, I think things like Marco and quick and some of these other frameworks, like I had mentioned earlier that have really different methodologies might require a different approach. Um, but at very least, I think like a version two of the book we should see, or at least I would like to add, uh, more frameworks as well. That's fair. All right. Let's now dive into the book and kind of, share some details. I mean, I know you're writing it according to what the website says. So do you have like an estimated time when you'll be able to publish it? What can people expect from it, from reading it? So I'm going to hold off on giving an estimated time of release simply because right. that encourages the chaos monkeys to come out and <laughs> delay it inevitably. Right. True. Uh, but uh, in terms of like, what can we expect from it? Right. Um, I want the book, um, or maybe even a series of books more on that in the future. Uh, but I would like it to go everywhere from what is a component, like literally like, you know, HTML, CSS, here's what a component is. Here's where JavaScript fits into the picture all the way to like, here's how view uses proxies under the hood. Like literally right, I'm, I'm, I have a few chapters that I'm drafting right now that have like writing your own version of view from scratch, um, writing your own version of the react reconciler from scratch, stuff like that. Um, so I, I want this to go, um, kind of like, like there's a section that's going to be specifically for very newcomers who are unfamiliar with the core concepts. I want to cover the ecosystem. So things like Next.js or the routing system or, you know, like, like global storage systems. And then I also want to cover the internals and make sure that I'm, I'm really diving in deep to the very like specifics. So hopefully this is, there's a little bit for everyone. Right. And that was going to be my next question. Is it for everyone? Is it for people who have experience working with something? Or is it for people who are just brand new to JavaScript and you know pick it up and go from it? So I guess I can spoil some of the surprise. I haven't mentioned this publicly and I probably won't tweet about it for a while, but you, you can get an exclusive look. So Nice. Um, I like exclusives. Yeah. So so I mentioned that I'm breaking the book into th three parts, right? The fundamentals, the ecosystem, and the internals. Those are actually going to be three books. Um, it was originally going to be one book. And as I kept writing and writing and writing, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> like this is a lot. We really right. got to break it down. Otherwise, no one's going to look at this thing. Um, so for the first book, definitely a lot more geared towards newcomers. But the benefit of having all three frameworks is like I've had some amazing, incredible, like GDE level Angular developers come in and start reading because they want to learn another framework, right? Even though the first book is a little more geared towards newcomers, um, one it teaches multiple frameworks. So even if you don't like, if you don't know all three, then you have something to learn. But right. then two, I also try to make sure that I'm teaching things in a cohesive manner, 
right? Like I feel like a lot of the ways that at least I learned programming was very disjointed, right? Like I learned about use ref here. I learned about use callback here, right? You know, kind of mismatching in here and, you know, whatever, right? And the nice part about having one resource that brings it all together is that you have that resource that you can reference and not feel like you're getting derailed constantly, right? Um, and then the second book is going to be much more for like, okay, you've taken the boot camp. Here's how you build apps, right? Like a full application that is ready for production. And then finally, internals is like, all right, you've been around the block. You've built a couple of apps. You're ready to figure out how the soup is made, you know? Right. Um, so trying to make sure that there is... Um, a little bit of separation there where you can see a growth from reading the first book to finishing the third. Um, but even within the th first book, I'm trying to add more nuance and stuff for even more intermediate developers. Cool. Interesting. And, and you're, you're writing this on your own and uh, is it self publishing effort or are you going with some kind of publisher right now? So I'm going self published and it's for one really big reason. This book will be free. Like okay. 100% open source free, no credit card, no account, nothing. Um, and I couldn't imagine a publisher that would want to work yeah. with me and make the book <laughs> free. <laughs> um, so, you know, um, the, the digital version is going to be free. Obviously, I want to have a print version, which I can't make free because that's not how things right. work. But mm -hmm. uh, what I will be doing is I'm going to be doing more research to find a charity organization who works to teach and mentor those who maybe from minority groups or whatnot to, to help them get into the industry. And I want to donate any of the profits I make from the physical edition to that charity. All right. I will cost. Hopefully we'll, we'll soon start seeing the book online and we'll be able to, to test it. All right. Awesome. Corbin, I think that's, that's all the time we had. So I'm just going to go into the next section of the podcast with a quick round of three questions that we ask yeah. everyone. So the first one is, what is the best advice you have received? Hmm. I would have to say the best advice I've ever received is like, don't be afraid to ask questions, right? Um, even as a senior engineer, you know, I started a new job fairly recently and it is integral for engineering to be able to understand a problem space and to do that properly, you have to ask questions, right? And there's never any question that's like, quote, end quote, dumb, right? Like every question has some merit to it. Uh, and being able to find that answer can be beneficial. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes maybe when you're starting now, because you feel inadequate and maybe when you're, mm -hmm. you know, been around the blog for a while, you feel like uh, you're dumb for asking questions. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, and everyone, I think you mentioned it, everyone learns at a different pace and in a different way. So if you don't ask the questions you need, then you're never going to get it. Uh, I agree with that. What is the most exciting project you ever worked on? I would have to say it's the, so I'm launching the book on a blog called Unicorn Utterances, right? And I've had to rewrite the website a couple of times, 
But the most recent time that I've rewritten the site, I've added like markdown compiling and like like abstract syntax tree and parsers and lexers. And that's been a lot of fun to dive into, you know, um, for, for super short context, like lexing and parsing is how you take source code, like what you type in your computer and how you compile it down to something that a machine can understand. Right. And it requires you to have a deeper understanding of how a computer works under the hood. That is just like, it's such a fun puzzle to try to like piece together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes we kind of give those concepts for granted. I mean, and we don't even think about it, but, but yeah, once you get deep enough, it's interesting. Absolutely. Final question. What is one thing you wish you knew when you started coding that you eventually picked it up over the years? This is going to be a really interesting one because it goes into my like philosophy of social like nuances a little bit. Um, your favorite programmer, like your hero, right? Whether that's like right. Fireship Dev or, or whoever, right? They million, billion subscribers. They're still a human. And I guarantee they make the same mistakes you do. I, I, I've had tons of instances where I'm talking with someone that I deeply admire and I still continue to, but they tell me a story about how last week they, they had a colon and it messed up their whole compiler for three hours. Right. And, and I mean, there are certain things about programming that are truly universal, even amongst your favorites. Absolutely. I mean, there, there are no flawless developers. Everyone makes mistakes. Yeah. No matter, it doesn't matter how many years you've been around. You're eventually going to forget that workload on the SQL query. We've all been there. Absolutely. Finally, can you please tell our audience where they can find you? We'll add all the social links and everything on the show notes, but can you share your Twitter handle, the URL for the book and so on? Yeah. So uh, you can find me at Crutchcorn on Twitter. Uh, otherwise, uh, you can find the book at framework.guide or frameworkguide.com. Um, and like I said, it's a free book. It's not out yet, but we do have a sign up link. I promise I won't spam you. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone says that, but yeah. Well, we, we but I mean it. Yeah, <laughs> You'll yeah. get one email when the book launches and maybe two others when the other two launch. And that's it. All right. Awesome. All right. That's it. Thank you again, Corbin, for coming in and, and discussing your project. And, and everyone listening, thank you for listening and catch you on the next one. Bye.